Okay, in your opinion, what is the best bit of parenting advice that has ever been given in a superhero film or to a superhero? Don't be a cunt. Fully <laughs> <laughs> butcher, my dude. He's a super eh? Really? Over with great power comes great responsibility. I think fully butcher summed it up. Very simply, don't be a cunt. <laughs> I think that that is fair. Have you heard a Bo Burnham song about God? I think so. Right. He he literally says like, um, who needs a thousand metaphors to figure out you shouldn't be a dick. Yeah, and he's describing the Bible. Fair. Uh, fair, very fair. Like, the, the whole summary of that is, don't be a dick. Literally, yeah. Or, as Billy Butcher would say it, don't be a cunt. Alright, so let's dive into the boys then. Okay, well, it's phenomenal. I think we both know that already. Yeah. Um, okay, real talk. For those of you listening, this is our second attempt at this podcast because we spent about ten minutes chatting before... <sighs> Some interruptions and some technical difficulties. <laughs> but needless to say, we both fucking love the boys. Yes, um, no, it's really good. I think it's been done phenomenally well. I think the cast all around is spectacular. Who is your favourite, though? Um, okay, so I'll, I'll give you like a top three rather than just one character. So okay, fair, fair. Huey, just because he represents like every nerd fantasy mm, the audience perspective yes i appreciate yeah um then karen fuiara the, the girl the who plays the girl, the girl yeah yes right so she is really good in this series and i really like her character kamiko is the name of yes yeah yeah. Too, yeah and then lastly is the deep and i know what you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> i know he's a very problematic character but his story arc is one that I'm actually becoming invested in because it's cool to see how this idiot is now learning that he is an idiot and he's <laughs> been an idiot and he's finally opening his eyes and going, oh, look, the universe does not revolve around me. And uh, also, that wonderful line, fuck Fresco. Fuck Fresco. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the deep, honestly. Um, I think it's hilarious. Again, there are scenes like season one, that thing with Starfire in the beginning where he's like forcing her to. Oh, like, Starlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Starlight. My, not Starfire, my It's going to be your day today. It's going to be my day today. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that, those scenes were quite uncomfortable to watch. Like the Gil stuff was weird, but I found that shit hilarious. <laughs> the Patton season Oswald. two Gil stuff was funny. Yeah. Patton Oswald. Okay, yeah, the season one Gil stuff was a bit weird. Is that with, yeah, she starts like fingering the gills. He's like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Funny, uncomfortable though to watch. Um, oh, that's phenomenal. Okay, but to choose three different from you, because yes, yes. I think all three of those are a pretty solid pick, I will go with number one's got to be Anthony Starr's Homelander. Because he yeah. has done a phenomenal job acting over two seasons now and I've been really impressed yeah. like genuinely so you get in season one where I was first introduced to the character right and you first like see him as like the good Homelander right mm. and I was like oh man this acting is really bad and then like you realise why it's bad is because he's, he's putting actually on an acting act. yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the um, for the people of, of that like imaginary country there yeah. goodness gracious I still he is think, a monster, literally. I still think one of my favorite scenes with Anthony Starr is season two, 
It's the scene where he brainstormed for Fran to meet his kid. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And she, like, they're busy changing whatever, and they're having this whole thing, and Stormfront goes down. Spoiler alert, guys, for those of you who don't know, Stormfront's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like, not that you funny, she is. Like, like in the comics, she's an actual Nazi. She was alive then. <laughs> yeah. So, props to them for going that route and giving it a really good twist, yeah. which is, I think, how they've adapted really well um, from the comics. But the scene I'm talking about, so she like leans down to the kid and she's like, Ryan, we need someone with your power because we're at war. And he's like, we are? And she's like, yes, it's called white genocide. And Homelander gets that look on his face where he's like, mm, I don't know how happy I am about this. <laughs> and that I found a really phenomenal bit of acting because you can read so much into that because he doesn't stop her. Yes, you know, like he doesn't be like, well, no, no, no. But there's that look in his eye where he goes, I'm definitely not happy. I know. Uh, mm, red flag. <laughs> For Homelander to see a and red flag in someone is something thing, quite else. It adds so many layers. Because, like, genuinely, it's like, hmm, what does he actually think about the fact that she's a Nazi? Yeah. Like, real. And I, like, because obviously he's swept up in the whole loving situation. He finds her attractive, I'd imagine, because they're yeah. banging everywhere. Jesus, dude, that scene where they bang, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Up. That was wild. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I should have. It was season two of The Boys. <laughs> uh, okay, so Anthony Starr's Homeland is my number one. My number two's obviously got to be Carl Urban as Bully Butcher. Oh, I think Urban he had general. Some, yeah, <laughs> he had some standout moments in season two. Again, the scene with his dad. Yes. And all yes. the Rings reunion, but my goodness, what a scene. Um, all of the Rings reunion? Yeah, yeah. Well, not... Kind of, but not really, because they were both those actors were in Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, yeah. But the dad played Denethor, and he played Aemir, so the dad was in like the Gondor sections and oh, he was in the Rohan sections. Yeah, yeah. So as far as I know, they didn't film anything together, but it was like a yes, yeah, yeah. cast member type reunion thing. Um, but the scenes between them were really fucking good. And my third person, a little out of left field, but I'm loving it so far. Frenchy, dude. Frenchie is I good. can't remember the dude's name who plays him, but I love that dude. Especially the interactions he had with um, the dude who played Iceman and the X-Men. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lamplighter, he's called in season two, and he's the dude who burnt the yes, kids yeah. and all that. Those scenes were really, really well done. That was a good arc. It was cool to see Lamplighter. Yeah, I love the memes as well. You either die an ice hero or live, uh, live long enough to see yourself become pyro. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, I was not expecting that end to that character. Where he's no. like, I'll help you. Because not to be funny, the boys got me. They got me full on when he was like, come on, help me. Be a hero one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he walks into that thing, he's like, they took away my statue. I'm like, ah, red flag. <laughs> red, red flag. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, those would be my top three. I think The Boys has honestly done comic book adaptions right. Yes, yeah. So when they, in terms of like these ad adapting comics, um, well, how we said it in the first attempt. Yeah, <laughs> the one that was lost, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> those lost 11 minutes. We'll get on to Young Justice, the, the lost 67 minutes or something. You remember yeah, that? I remember that, Your, yeah. It was a good arc, okay. Right, anyway, back Okay, here. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a quick way to sidetrack us. <laughs> Goodness. So, Zack Snyder does a really good, um, he does a really good job of adapting comic book movies, 
but the issue comes in. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll with you, mature. Uh, the issue comes in when he p- starts putting his own twist on it, and I okay, think that's where okay. the, the the boys got it right. Is when they added something special, it fit the universe, it fit what they were doing, and it looked really good, and people were really happy about it. It was really respectful to the source material as well. Well, see, that's the thing. I think what they've done is they've, like, not to be funny, but they've understood the intention of the source material, because you've read a little bit of it, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. It is rough. It is rough stuff. I cannot, the one scene that, like, hits me hard all the time is the fact that Black Noir, like, Rates Huey. I did not like that. This is not, I don't like that. Which, whoa, I forgot about that. <laughs> to, okay, yo, wow. Completely <laughs> forgot about that. Okay, the scene that always sticks with me is because I got pretty far into this thing, and like, when you're, like, the fifth, I think it was like around the 50th issue or so, you meet a group called Super Duper, which is literally, it is a superhero group full of mentally challenged and disabled, like... Oh, I remember this, yeah, yeah. And they send this dude called, like, Mel Chemical from, like, what is, like, the B or C team to this thing as punishment, and he just tries to, like, rape everyone. And it is, like, it's wild. But basically, the, the dude who wrote that, I can't remember his name right now, but he's famous in the comic industry for, like, ripping into comic tropes, making them dark, making them... The yeah. boys, basically. Yeah. So um, I can see how they twisted Captain America and Superman to make Homelander. Hundreds. <laughs> but I think what the show has done is take that source material and honor it while showing it in a new light. Yeah. Or from a different lens, rather. Which is, I think, what you should be aiming to do with adaption. Yeah. Um, which is done really, really, really well in the boys. Because, like, not to be funny, there are scenes in the boys that are hectic, but they've also cleaned up a lot from the comics. Yes. Which I find really impressive, because you're still maintaining that tone without making it that gratuitous. Yes. Because it is very (laughs) gratuitous in that comic. Yeah. Uh, On the Zack Snyder point, though, I think... I heard it put once, and I'm going to reiterate this, I heard it put once that Zack Snyder would make a really good Elseworlds DC movie. Um, like an Injustice uh, movie, yes, which I totally agree with, because that's obviously the dictator Superman, it's this, you know, like totalitarian evil, he's completely flipped. And I think Zack Snyder would have a lot of fun with that. I don't know if it would be a good movie. (laughs) But he'd have a lot of fun with it. No, but like, I'm not... Zack Snyder as a director, he is good. I'll give it to him. At the very least, cinematography-wise, He's, he frames things very, very well. But when it comes to him writing his sto- the story himself and putting it together, I think he fails. Because I think he just jumps from one cool thing to the next. Yes, yeah. Which is, and that works when you're adapting stuff like Watchmen and 300, where you've got every single comic panel laid out for you, and you're just figuring out how to stick it in live action. Yeah. I think he did, a, and I think that's why he did such a phenomenal job, because he wasn't creatively adding yes. much. Whereas with Batman vs Superman, with Man of Steel, with Justice League, movies like that, having said that, Justice League, his Snyder Cut isn't out yet, so I can't judge that. Yeah. Very keen for it though. I don't know. I, realistically, I don't know how much different it could be um, from what we got. Like, the to- it, like, it won't be as Frankenstein, I'll give you that. It'll probably definitely be better than what we got. <laughs> 
But if it is, I see it being uh, roughly about the level of Batman v Superman. Oof. Which, alright. Wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're straying a little. We have straight a little. <laughs> That's yeah, the boys. Good, good stuff. Good to hear things. So that is um, the darkened version of the Justice League, obviously. Yeah, obviously the same you got Superman, Homelander, Queen Maeve, Wonder Woman. Yes, yeah. Black A Train, The Flash. Yeah. Oh, that, like, okay, so this is how I got into the boys, is I was watching those uh, YouTube, the, the adverts. Oh, yeah. And then I saw um, the boys taking the fight to superheroes. I was like, that's wrong. Yeah. Surely they've messed that up. Are we, are we following the villains? What's happening here? They didn't. <laughs> Opening scene of just A Train plowing through Robin. To be fair, what a gnarly opening scene. Yeah. Not he just like, holds the hands there and just doesn't know what to do. But it's such an immediate way to show you that this isn't your typical superhero thing because that's the type of thing you don't generally think about when you watch The Flash. Yes, yeah. Like, not to be funny, but you, you think the super speed, you think, oh, it's all the stuff. You don't think if he hits, like, if he touches someone at yeah. that speed, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that is immediately, like, it sets you up in the universe where it's like, more or less, all your all your standard rules apply. Like, if you're yeah. going at a certain speed... <laughs> to be fair, though, how fucked up is it when Huey sees that camera footage of him in the club? And he's yes. going on, and he's like, I think I ate one of her molars and stuff. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, ah! So, yeah. Oh, oh gross. But even... But my thing is, every single character's got a journey that they're going on. That's, that's why I think this series has done such a brilliant job, is because every character gets their own arc, gets mm. something to develop throughout the series. Like, yeah, and they're not for just all black characters. Even yeah. the villains, yeah. Literally, A-Train, you see him go like on this junky cruise throughout the whole thing, but when he like breaks his leg and all that, you also see undercurrents of the shit he deals with, like the, the racism, where people don't recognize that he's not dressed up as A-Train. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting way to then start tackling your social issues and stuff, which I find very, very good. Also, his interactions with Stormfront were yeah. I, oh, dude, to be fair though, can we just say season one was brilliant? I think season two they really stepped up yeah. because the writing has been flawless every single episode. It's it's very difficult for a season two to beat a season one, and I think they've done it. Yeah, I really do. I think the whole Stormfront arc was phenomenally done, especially with Mr. Edgar. Where he, um, where they talk with like yeah, the yeah. church of the thing or whatever, and they're like, oh, A Train wants to get back in the seven. He's like, Stormfront's in the seven, and he's like, so what's the problem? And he's like, you know what the problem is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. so well played, dude. Those characters are just like so incredible, and every moment in the boys feels tense. There's yeah. very few moments when you're like, oh, I can relax and watch this scene happily. There is yeah. very little of that. Every scene, you're like, any character here could die. Like, Let's say anything could go tits up at any moment. Yeah, and like, Homelander is just like, constant threat. Mm. If he's in a room with any character, you're like, cool. This character has almost 98% chance of not making it out of this room at the end of this conversation. Yeah. He is that volatile. The conversation with Mr. Edgar, though, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, yeah. He, that was a phenomenal scene, I found, where Homelander just walks up to him and he's like, I am the money. And he looks at me and he's like, you're not the money. <laughs> like, pro uh, Compound D is the money. You're just the product. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a phenomenal scene. I, but again... All those dynamics that they're adding, where it's like, yes, Homeland is the most powerful man on Earth, 
but he needs like affection, he needs approval. He, yeah. Like the, giving him such human weaknesses is how you should be writing Superman. <laughs> not to be funny. That like gives Superman the weakness of not needing to be loved or whatever, but of loving. Yeah. You know, and that's how you write a really good Superman story without kryptonite or magic or yeah. like, you know, and it's. I, f- it, I find it mind-boggling that the boys can have such good writing, acting, production, and the like in this day and age where everything seems to almost be going downhill. Yes, yeah, true. I mean, that's one of the things that I enjoy about the boys so much is they know how to use their money and they know how yeah. to use their special effects. Definitely. So they don't overdo it in the way that the CW does when you're like, oh my goodness, that looks so computerized. Yeah. This looks like There's a, a rubber man game. bouncing into a wall type of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. And they do a minimalist job, but the things that they do show are done so phenomenally that you don't even question it. Like, mm. the scenes of action that you get are so brilliantly done. Yeah. Like, y- you don't sit there asking, like, oh, I need more action from this series, I need more of this. And they keep the tension, like, mm. there the entire time. There's so much threat to this whole series. It's, like, done brilliantly. Literally. I think, because not being funny, each season's, what, eight episodes? And they are so tightly wound and tightly, like, honestly, hats off to the entire production team, the writers, everyone involved. They're doing a phenomenal job. But even in terms of how they decide to, like, parallel things and, like, riff on them and parody them and that type of thing is done so well and not just, like, surface level. Like, I I had a good old chuckle in season two when Queen Maeve is doing, like, the TV stuff on the Homelander. be fair, that Homelander scene where he's just like, oh, Queen Maeve's a lesbian. <laughs> that, he- that was hectic to watch. That was really well acted. Yeah. Between yeah. the two of them. But then, like, the movie scenes that she does afterwards, you can see they're ripping off Marvel and the like um, mm. in how yeah. they're doing it. But they're doing it, to, like, it's not just that surface level of, like, oh, here's the man of the iron. Like, they're ripping on the themes that are present throughout those movies and, like, they're taking jabs at them and, like, about how the people behind the scenes view them and all that. It's really, really well done. I feel like that's all we've been saying for the past, like, <laughs> 20 minutes. It's just, it's really well done, but it is. Like, it is such a phenomenally put-together show, and I'm really surprised that we're getting it in this day and age. <laughs> the fact that, like, all the acting is so well done. And it's a relatively, like, nobody cast, if you think about it. Yes. Like, you've got Carl Urban as your really big name. Yeah. But... And everyone else is fairly new. Yeah. Like, more or less, eh? Like, no one's coming to mind immediately other than, like, Carl Urban, who I just listed off. And Mr. Ed, yeah. And, but that was only season two. Oh, yeah. Added. Yeah. And then, did you know um, Huey and Starlight were in a music video together? I didn't know that. No, yeah, they're pretty cute together. They've really? been a couple before. It's really sweet. Nice one. I enjoy their scenes. They've got yeah. really good chemistry together. They do. To be fair, we haven't even spoken about Starlight at all. Um, and I think she's a really, really well-done character on the show. Yes, it's uh, it's kind of um, terrifying how much that girl goes through and still sticks it out. Because it's everyone's dream to become a superhero. Mm. And then once you like are in, a, in that situation, you realize how much crap you have to go through. And I feel like that kind of shows the life of celebrities not as intense, obviously. Yeah. But like your life is no longer your life. As much as you're doing the thing that you... Like you want to love, yeah. Like there's so much behind the scenes of people dictating like what you should look like to everyone else. Yeah. That like 
you stop becoming the person you want to be and you start becoming the person that people are telling you to be. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the fact that with Starlight, we're getting, like, not to be funny, but I think they do it really well in that she's realistically the only good character in terms of, like, a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else questionable. <laughs> Even Huey, like, who is supposed to be our moral good character, has a bunch of moments where well, that's like, can you stop being an asshole, please, Huey? Well, that's the thing. Like, not to be funny, but Huey blew a man up. Like, and uh, I suppose in season two you get that thing where Starfire kills the man. Yeah, but he doesn't mean, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, but even then, with Starfire, like, Starlight, <sighs> come on, man. Who's <laughs> 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 by turn last episode? Ah, <laughs> uh, goodness. But yeah, Starlight, <laughs> god damn. Um, like the way she goes through like the crisis of faith, like where she goes, you know, uh, my situation is shitty, but I can fall back on my faith. And then she finds that her faith is pretty shitty as well. <laughs> uh, like she's just continually getting knocked down over and over and over. And she just continually stands up going, but why? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, it is really, really, really well acted, well done, like, and again, it hits on all those, because not everyone's a superhero, yeah. you know, but everyone has that aspiration, and everyone's had that argument with their parents where it's, you are forcing me into this situation that I don't want to be in. What do I want now? And I think it's really cool how they're exploring those ideas. I think they do a really good job of showing the influence of parenting on the characters that we get. So Fair. You get, um, Especially post-season two. Exactly. So Homelander's lack of a father figure can be compared to like Clark Kent having Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent like looking after him sure. and like showing him like all the good. Yeah. And then Homelander's complete lack of affection shows in that he's basically a child. Yeah. Literally. And he's never developed past that. Like obviously he looks like a grown up and he sounds like a grown up, but everything internally like the poor guy just needs a mother. Literally. Which is why the whole season one thing was so fucking awkward, because was. he was trying to get that mom. It was so creepy. And then season two, like, doubles down with the shapeshifter. Oh. That was wild. To be fair, when I first saw her, I was like, hmm, <laughs> what's going on here? And then when it shapeshifts, I was like, eh! oh like, god. I would, like, I know you're a shapeshifter and you turn into something else, but no. Like, I've seen your true form. Lines, <laughs> You're crossing some of them and I don't appreciate. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is fair. And then you also get um, Huey's dad, who is a complete pussy. Fair. Simon Pegg does a really good job. And, like, surprisingly, he's been doing really good American characters lately. I'm very impressed. Yeah, the reason Simon Pegg played Huey's dad was because he's who Huey was modeled on in the comics. He looks like it. That's the, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. They use Simon Pegg's character model. I think Whoa. the voice television series has actually been in development for a while. Yeah. And I think they originally wanted Simon Pegg to play Huey. But when that it finally got off sense. the ground, um, he, was, he was like, oh, I'm a bit too old and all that. I think that would have made an amazing movie. It would have been sick, eh? Right? With Simon he looks Pegg. the part so much, now that you've mentioned it. Literally, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think in season one he did a phenomenal job. I'm sad that we didn't really get to see him in season two. Yeah. Um, he's basically just constantly telling Huey he can't do it, which is not what you need from <laughs> your parents. Yeah. And then you'd see Huey like really like taking charge of his own life and going, no, fuck your dream. Fuck your dream of being pathetic all the time and just like kneeling over to whoever like steps yeah. in your path. Like, I'm going to do this for myself. Well, I think that's what the series has been about, Huey growing a spine. <laughs> 
even season two ends with him being like, I'm, I'm gonna stop this whole puppy dog thing, and Starlight's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can just be friends then. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. <laughs> not what I meant. And she was like, what did you mean then? He obviously thinks of Bully Butcher yeah. and all that. And then he goes to work for the crazy chicky blowing up heads. <laughs> Goodness. That was so. That was Adam Lefty. That was a good twist. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to be Mr. Edgar. Really? Blowing up heads, yeah. Uh, uh, there was a moment where I see him going. Because, mm, not to be funny, Mr. Edgar, he's got a presence to him that obviously. Um, incredibly threatening. Incredibly threatening, but it's also like. He, he seems to know more than he's getting on. Yes, yes. Which yes. is why I was like, interesting. And especially because all the head blowing was. It's not to be funny, but it was helping Walt. Yes, yes. Which is why I definitely didn't suspect that Chicky to <laughs> be the one doing it. Yeah, exactly. So they got me. They got they me. They got me. And now Huey's working for her. That's which is be an interesting, interesting place yeah. to do season three. Like, oh, I, although I'm not going to lie, I am getting a little, a little miffed at the fact that the team, the voice team keeps breaking up. Because not to be funny, but it feels like we kind of, like, half the season is spent reassembling the team. Yes, yeah. And then, like, the other half is spent with them all in different areas, only for them to come together, like, last two episodes. Yeah. Which, I'm really just wanting to see them all together, like... I feel like what they're going to do is um, build it back up again. So we had the, the... Like, what they did with the Avengers. Sure. They sure. broke them up, and they kept them broken until the very, very end, and then it was like a massive thing for them to come back together again. Sure. So I feel like we're going to be very hyped for that to come back, and them to all have, like, upgraded themselves, grown as people, That'd come back stronger, you know, that sort of vibe. That'd be awesome. I'd yeah. be down for that. Gee, this, okay, so there are some really, like, standout moments from that, this whole series. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna drop some. Drop some on me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. go. We can chat about them. One that I'll I'll probably never forget is Homelander jacking off at the top of the building. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was apparently a scene from season one. Yeah, yeah, and they had to they had to cut Amazon it. Amazon was like, that's too far, and in season two, Amazon was like, you earned us how much? <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> you can do whatever you want now. Fair enough, and they earned it. They earned, they earned, earned it right. <laughs> Goodness. All right, the head exploding scene with um, the girl with the claw, A Train's girlfriend. Fair. Then you, that's like a very realistic thing that could happen. Like, a superhero just accidentally destroying a mere mortal. Yeah, that was... I remember that, when she just crushes the dude's head between yeah. the legs. Yeah, that was awesome. To be fair, though, how was her death scene as well? That was also fucking wild. Ooh, I did not see that from A-Train. Yeah, when A-Train just comes in and pops, like, nine fucking heroin injections into her. And she's like, I'm sorry. And you're like, are you, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think A-Train has had a really good arc recently with him losing his place, like, dealing oh, with his past problems. All of A-Train has been so good, <laughs> even in season one. Like, but the, again, that's what I was going saying earlier, where every single character has something going for them. Like, Queen Maeve's got her own storyline about how she's trying to get back together with this chick, and now Homeland has just revealed she's a lesbian. Like, she's just trying to get un out from under his thumb type things. Then you look at, like, the Mother's Milk. He's now, we haven't even spoken about Mother's spoke Mother Mother He's Mother so cool. He's the only person who can genuinely stand up to Billy Butcher, and it's and it's still threatening to see like two best friends 
to like going to head to head and going like are we gonna have yeah, this yeah, fight? Literally, yeah, like are we really gonna do this today? Is that what's happening? I'm very keen to see where they take in season three because they start hinting at his origin now in season two. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because <laughs> his comic origin is wild. <laughs> like I haven't seen his comic origin. Wild, <laughs> absolutely wild. All right, do we do we want to tell them about the the big twist, the black noir twist? Sure, we can. Um, are we talking about the comic twist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not sure they're going to take it in the same direction. They're definitely not. After we've yeah. seen season two going, I don't think they are. Yeah. Um, so in the comics, Black Noir is basically just a clone of Homelander that's even stronger, made with the singular purpose of killing Homelander should he ever like go out of control. And the whole thing there is that Black Noir has been the one committing all the really fucked up things Homelander does. Yeah. Like killing and raping Billy Butcher's wife. Yeah. All that type of thing. Uh, but then it's revealed that it's actually Black Noir. But again, in season two, it doesn't look like they're taking that route, which I'm really impressed by. Yeah, so now we have to ask the question, like, how how would you defeat Homelander? He's basically invincible. And they did, I think they say in, like, season one or something, that they dropped the nuke on him. Yeah. And he survived. So, like, realistically, mankind didn't have a lot of weaponry. But I don't know. See, my problem is we don't know enough about Black Noir yet. That's like, fair. But my issue was um, Billy Butcher hit him and he moved. In which one? In season two, when he the, they attacked the house. That's mm. a good scene. That is a so, good scene. Like, Carl Urban just looks out the window and goes, Black cunts here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Um, then they have that fight, and Billy Butcher hits him with a crowbar, and Black Noir's head moves. Mm. That, that for me was like, does he have super strength? Is well, he see, as strong as Homelander? They, they have been really unclear with Black Noir's power set so far. Yeah. He seems to have a bit of super strength. And he's durable as hell, because he took that bomb to the face. That's he's also obviously like, scarred underneath. He also looked kind of like a black dude. Well, the black dude who plays him, um... What's his name? Uh, can't remember it. Don't know. Uh, we'll find it at some point. <laughs> Love the almond bar thing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Holy crap. Was that a milk joy? <laughs> yeah, he's allergic to nuts. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Black Noir, MIA, Rex in the season. Why? He's an awesome. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the man needed allergies. <laughs> that was also kind of funny when she just kicks his EpiPen away. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, what a dick move. <laughs> uh, the, the women in that series have been saving ass. To be fair, all I will say, the show. if they did that female power scene better than Endgame did, Endgame was very contrived. It was like Captain Marvel gets the gauntlet, and Peter's like, "How are you gonna get through all that alone?" And then all the women arrive. They're like, "She's not alone." Pointless. <laughs> she she could have been alone. It would have made no difference. Whereas in this, it was literally. And I I love Frenchie's line. He's like, "Wow, we don't really do get it done." <laughs> That was, yeah, they're just literally kicking the shit out of Stormfront. I love the fact that they, they literally curb stomped her. Literally, that was hilarious. <laughs> to be fair, how gnarly did Stormfront look by the end when she's like missing an eye, she's like missing what? two legs and arms, she's just waffling around in German, Homeland is like, well, she's fucked. <laughs> uh, I, um, so Homelander's kid is now like the next. Okay, see, that's probably how they'll kill Homelander, eh? 
Yeah. And they, they seem to be rolling with the idea that he's going to be as powerful as Homelander. Because remember, even in season one, there's that thing where Homelander's like, you told me I was sterile, like I couldn't have kids. And they were like, he, we thought you fucking were. Which is why I think, because they changed that in the comics. Because in the comics, um, the kid's never born. Basically yep. what happens is Billy Butcher's wife, the kid rips out of her stomach Ooh, yeah. uh, with like laser vision and murders her. And Bully Butcher then like grabs his knife lamp and like beats it to death. Yeah. So this is a this is new territory entirely, which is why I think they again it's adaption done right. Where if you read the comics, you've got uh, appreciation for a lot of what they're doing, but you don't actually know where they're going. Yes. Yeah. At all. Uh, which is really cool. Don't they get superhero? They don't they they use compound V and they give themselves. Yeah, that's like issue one. Yeah. 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 Oh, except for Mother's Milk, because, I don't know if you know this, but in the comics, Mother Milk's the only natural kind of superhero that had the compound V in him. What? So, it's not like he's like a natural-born superhero, but it was that his parents worked in a factory that got taken over, or that was taken over, but it used to be a compound V factory. Yeah, yeah. So the mother got infected, passed um, superpowers onto her son... So mother's milk, obviously. Yes, yeah. And then his brother became like mentally deficient and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Mother's milk has superpowers. Yeah. Which is why I'm really curious to see where it goes in the TV show because his powers in the comic are really wild. What? what There's a reason he's called mother's milk. So he's got like mega super strength. What? But the whole thing is he can't survive without his mother's milk. Oh. Which is why he's called mother's milk. Weird. I like that. That's pretty cool. It's gnarly though. It is very gnarly. Um, but I'm very curious to see where they take him in the series, because I, I dig that to be a thing. Yeah. Did you see how the series ends, by the way? The, currently? The comic series. No, no, I haven't seen it. Not at all. From, okay, I, 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 won't end, I won't spoil it for you too hectically. Because um, I'd be very interested if they take that route for the show. Yeah, I must actually then finish that comic. Power through it. There are, there are a few episodes you're like, goodness. Also, there's a thing called Herogasm, which is... Yes, I, I, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And apparently we're getting Herogasm in the series. Really? Oh, Soulja Boy is coming. Yeah, James yeah. Ackles is Soulja <laughs> Which, side note, slightly unrelated, I would just like it known, James Ackles is the perfect Red Hood. Just fight me on that. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched Under the Red Hood, right? Yes, of course I have. And he voices that, and it is perfect, okay? He should have played live-action Jason Todd. I don't care what anyone tells me. I'm keen to see him as Soldier Boy, though, because they've, they've said some very interesting stuff about him. Like, he yeah. was the first Homelander type of thing. Yeah, I wonder if he's stronger than Homelander. That would be interesting. Because he was the World War II Homelander, effectively. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very curious. But see, the thing is, they've earned the, they've earned it to the point where I'm like, they're not going to fuck it up. I'm just really interested to see where it goes, and I will watch it. Yeah, I will definitely watch it. You know how some series you wait until it's finished, and then you binge watch all of it? Yeah. Couldn't wait. Yeah, week that was my problem. Literally, week by week, <laughs> It's just so good, though. Like, honestly, it is so well put together, well written, well acted. God, everything. Everything about it is phenomenal. I feel like we've literally spent the last 35 minutes... Just being like, it's so good. <laughs> Do you have some more standout scenes? So the one other scene is when the deep finally thinks he's doing something like productive, <laughs> and he gets that whale to come and like beach itself oh. and like, stop them. <laughs> and Billy Butcher's like, you think a whale is gonna stop me from getting what I want? Doubtful. And then just plows through that thing, and they're all inside the guts and stuff. 
Yeah. Yo, that scene was intense. I enjoyed that. If we're going to talk about the deep scenes, that scene where he tries to save the dolphin. Ooh, hilarious. <laughs> and that dolphin it just wants to rail him. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> that whole interaction is brilliant. Shane, <laughs> uh, that really does kick off a very, very embarrassing arc for him. Fair. But it's a good arc. He it's needed a good to go arc. It's a, it's a great time. I feel like he's going to end up, like, all of the seven are going to end up siding with the boys and wanting to take up Homeland and then going their separate ways. I, d I don't think. You know what my problem is? They can't have that whole redeeming element. Yeah, okay, so yes, that's one thing that Anthony Starr brought up. It's like, he said, don't feel sympathy for Homelander. This <laughs> character is not redeemable. He is the worst of the worst. There's nothing good about him, like, regardless of what you think. Yes, he goes through some shit, but he's done way worse. He yeah. doesn't deserve sympathy. Fair, but I think that's the thing is, no one on the, on the seven deserves a redemption. Realistically. Like, arguably, even Billy Butcher doesn't deserve redemption. That man Definitely not. He's the worst. Absolutely like, not, but that's the thing. Like, it's tough to root for a certain character in the show. And that's, I think, what makes it so enjoyable, because no side is right. You just get to watch the chaos that ensues. Hmm. Because, again, the whole thing with Billy Butcher is that he doesn't actually give a... He doesn't give a shit. He's just out there for violence. Yeah. And this is just, he's been targeted. Like, he found the thing he can fire at, and that's what he's doing. I think they play around with the, with the idea that, like, no matter who you are, there is no person who is all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. Because, again, Starlight's the closest you get to, in, like, an all good person. And even she's got moments where you're like, eh, that yeah. wasn't exactly ethically sound. <laughs> <laughs> so her interaction with that guy who's literally chopping off his limbs for... for Oh, yeah. Psychotic people. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was wild. Gecko, I think his name Whoa. is. Whoa. And when she just blackmails him now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wild. So good, though. <laughs> <laughs> very, uh, very watchful. It really is. Um, like, honestly, well, what criticism could I, could I possibly give this show? Like, I know there, there are, there's one person who had a weak point for me, which was Billy Butcher's mother. Mm, okay. The actress who plays her, the accent that she put on, you like quite a fan was, overall. Yeah, it didn't fit what they were doing with the show because I thought that everyone else was casted so well. Yeah. And then her character really didn't come across to me. Hmm. See, criticism so hard with this show. Um, it is. Yeah. I'd say I can't think of anything like specific at the moment but i will say there have been one or two scenes um like each season where i've been like oh the dialogue's a bit wooden like i would have rewritten that a little bit you know oh, it's yeah, a little yeah. stiff um i think maybe oh, oh dude <laughs> i'll tell you what was a phenomenal scene though yeah the plane scene in season one okay where yes. they just that to me that though, classic also, Superman, but exactly fly the plane. Yes, yeah. that was also phenomenal. Where she goes, why don't you just fly the plane up? And he just looks at you. He's like, I wouldn't have anything to stand on. Like, wait, and that's just one of those things where you're like, I suppose you never really think about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, and I think that whole scene where they're all just like screaming in terror, like save us, Homeland, save us. And he's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, and then he just had that moment like, get the like, fuck back, like, yeah, I will laser you, goddammit. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't even save one of them. That was... Yeah. When she brings one. the kids, and she's like, just at least save them. And he's like, why? So they can tell everyone what we've done here. No. 
and then he still pulls that shit at the beach, that standout scene, dude, that beach scene, where the reporters come up, and he just takes the moment where he goes, I can spin this. I can spin this to benefit me. And he does, and that whole scene is just so, so, so good. So well acted, so well written, I just can't get over how sound the series is. Yeah. The ending of season two, the where um, Homelander's kid, like, obviously kills Billy Butcher's wife, and Billy Butcher's, like, over her body, and he looks up, and he's, like, Oh, and he sees the kid, dude, yeah. With anger. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just, like, is, is Billy Butcher about to make a second Homelander? Is he about to create another supervillain? Well, that's the thing, because you're literally watching him going, is he going to try and kill this fucking child now? Yes, like, yeah, yeah. what is about to happen? And the fact that child sides with him, and you see him, like, almost rein himself in, Yeah. that, is, again, just phenomenal. For his wife, I think, like, his wife is literally the only reason why that kid is not dead. Literally. Like, not being funny, but he was going to abandon that child. Like, hundreds. He was going to murder that child. Literally. <laughs> But remember, he was going to give it over to Vought and all that. Yes, yeah, He yeah, made the deal with the deal. all that, yeah. I was very frustrated with his wife in that moment. I was, I like, was irritated, eh? Oh. I was like, oh my goodness. Surely he's done so much for you. He's done so much to get back, to find you, to get back into your life. And you're literally like, no, nah, I picked this, this superhero baby over you. <laughs> no! No. <laughs> Appreciate this man. He's been on a rampage for you. Man has been rampaging his way through life, eh? <laughs> a wild. But I, that was the thing. I knew his wife was dying. And Unfortunate. They were like, because the whole thing was season one ended with that beautiful cliffhanger of Becca. Yeah, you see him and everything. But when season two I phoned you after that. I, I watched that. I just phoned you. I was like, he has. She, this lady has so much explaining to do. <laughs> she better have a good fucking cover story for this. Did they? They explained that Homelander did rape her, right? Did they? Mm, not yet. I don't think he doesn't even remember doing it. That's the. That's the thing. That's why it's still so like up in the air. No, he taunts her about it. No, he taught Billy Butcher about it in season one, remember? Yes, but then later on, he doesn't he say that he doesn't actually remember doing it? I don't think so. I think that's the comic. Oh, right. Okay, okay. I get you. Because in season one, there is that moment where Billy Butcher, like, talks to him about it, and he doesn't, like, he, he's like, I don't fucking know who you're talking about. No, that, there's a moment in season one where he's like, why are you so angry? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you'll know. And he's like... Will I? Am I? <laughs> what the fuck? But he has that rem that um, remembering thing. My question is, I, I really, I'm curious now. I really want to go back through season two and just find out if she actually says he raped me or not. Yeah, yeah. Because that that was what I was very curious about. Because it was in the season one finale where Homeland is sitting there like um, toy and bully butcher, and he's like, oh, she begged for it or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I can't remember now if they actually did say, oh, no, she raped him, or, oh, she raped him. Wow, that'd be wild. <laughs> um, that he raped her or not. I, I think so, though. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wild thing to be speculating on, but yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I knew she was going to have to die at some point. The only thing was, how was she going to die? Yeah. Um, and I, 
It was an interesting way to have the kid kill her. Because mm. um, now he's going to have a bit of that hovering over his head. And that hopefully well, do you think we're going to see the kid up. until he gets used against Homelander? Not sure. Because I love Super Baby. I love the, the, the little laser beam holding him and just like batting him on the head, like, activate your laser beams now, let's kill some folk. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the, the asylum scene where they discover Lamplight is still alive, oh, and yeah. there's just a bunch of soups in there. Good. That was, that was really excellent. Good. Dude, when they find out Lamplight is just burning them when they're of no use to them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jeez. That's wild. Lamplight was a good character. Lamplight was a really well done character. <laughs> like, holy shit. I did not think we'd ever get to see him or hear about what happened to him. And the fact that he was still alive mm. made such a big difference to season two. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I really, really did. Um, oh. I was so pumped for them to, like, win against Vault. <laughs> like, oh my god, they, like, finally achieved everything that they wanted to, and then, like, poof. Gone. Sorry, yeah. bud. It's all out of there. I, yeah, I think season two really is. It built on everything season one laid the groundwork for. It expanded. You know, there's already a spinoff planned. No. Really? Yeah. For, for who? For what? Uh, I can't remember which, but there is a like spinoff in the works. With like young Billy Butcher just going about killing everything. No, no, no. no. It'll follow like a, a superhero group, I think. Just set elsewhere in the world. Oh, okay. All right. Which would be pretty neat. I think that's the way to do it. Explore like a completely separate like time zone type of thing oh fair enough yeah yeah where it's like oh all the shit's going on in, in the side of Vought but like over here yeah it's just this group trying to do something or other this is one thing about the show that uh, I think a lot of sh- other shows kind of waste is that they have a they have good villains mm. really good villains and they've got like a big bad but every single small villain yeah like contributes to story first yeah. of all and is a genuine menace to the to the heroes, to the protagonists on their own. Yeah. Whereas in the CW, like at the end of every episode, you're like, oh, they're gonna win. Yeah. The good guys have got it in the bag. There's there's no chance of anything bad happening. Well, that's fine. I think the boys is very lean in terms of like with stuff like The Flash, with other TV shows. There's a lot of like filler. There's stuff you can cut out and be like, I don't need this for the story to move yeah, forward. Fair. Whereas I can't think of a lot of stuff in the boys that you could easily cut out and just move on without it. You know, like yeah, yeah. every scene almost does double duty, like setting up other things, revealing character, like pushing the plot forward. God, dude, the writers on that really do. In this day and age, they deserve a goddamn medal. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I think that's wrapped the boys up. Honestly, yeah, I, I'm very I happy. I think we praised it for... <laughs> I was quite so surprised we couldn't come up with much criticism at all. I know, but realistically, I, like, nothing's just coming to mind. I... Everything is so well acted. Then like, it's so funny as well. There are yeah. so many good scenes in that show. There really are. Like anything I could think of to really criticize would be nitpicking at best. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we should watch something like CinemaSins for the boys and see what they can actually find. Do you think they do a CinemaSins for the boys? I think they fail. <laughs> fair. Very fair. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been Ryan. I've been you. Thank you for listening, everyone.